Trigger warning. This episode discusses sexual abuse. Viewer discretion is advised. If you or someone you know is experiencing sexual abuse, please call the National Sexual Assault Hotline at 1-800-656-4673. Hello and welcome to this episode of Keep It Positive, sweetie. Today I have with me one of my really, 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 really good friends, Gaucher. You guys may know her from Gaucher's Breakfast Bar, Gaucher's Tapas Bar, or even when she did hair back in the day. But she is here today. We are going to have some girl talk. I'm so excited to have you here today. Oh, thank you. You don't have to say back in the day like I'm 59 years <laughs> old. Like. But you are a restaurateur now, honey. Yes, indeed. Yes. Thank you. You're thank so you. Thank you day. for having me. Of course. No, I'm excited because you really have a story to tell. Oh, God, do I? You do. Um, <laughs> and I like to highlight women, especially successful women, who have like made a name for themselves, doing it the right way. But to show, because a lot of people see us and they only see the light and like, oh my gosh, she's a boss, she's doing this, she's doing that. But they don't see everything that it took to get to where you are today. Absolutely. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I say that all the time when it comes to social media. You know, people only show the positive, you know, yes. things that they're doing. They don't, you don't get to see the grind and how, you know, all the hardships that they had to yeah. get, you know. Mm -hmm. You just see the glorified part. Exactly. So, yeah. That is so real. So <laughs> I like to give them insight, which makes us more relatable. People oh, can yeah. see us and be like, oh, my God, I'm just like her, and I can do it too. Mm -hmm. That's the most important part, seeing that they see themselves in us but also know that they can do it as well, oh, whatever yeah. that is that you want to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So let me see. Uh, we met, I want to say, probably around 2000 and I want to say 14, 13 or 14. I think it was more 2000. 12. Was it 12? 12. Maybe 2012. Wow. See mm -hmm. that? Goodness gracious. Time oh. has been flying. Oh, for sure. Time is flying. Yeah. I used to wear my hair short like O'Shea. Oh, God. She would cut my hair for me. You yeah. were cutting my hair up until the first um, restaurant. Yeah. It was I would literally so go to her beautiful. office and get my hair cut. <laughs> I'm like, O'Shea, I need, I know you're not doing hair, but I need my hair done. You were my poster child. You just didn't know it. Oh. <laughs> I post Crystal and be like, bam, 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 hits after hits, like, yes. <laughs> come on, Crystal, I need my hair done. Okay, cool, come on through, baby. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love, no, we used to rock that short hair, my goodness. Your bold coats, everything. Oh, that was my favorite. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness, my favorite. I ain't about to cut my hair off, y'all, but if I, I have the itch sometimes to cut it yeah. off, but yeah. Well, you know, you can wear a little wig and True, true. Oh, yeah, I could do that. Mm -hmm. I actually do have a short wig. You just reminded me. Mm -hmm. Okay, I could do that yeah. when I'm feeling a little feisty. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I like that. Um, so when I met you, you were doing hair at the time. You were work. You had your own salon. Yeah. And um, at that time, it was, was that Midtown? Which um, one the one off the Iris, Glen Iris? Oh, yes. That was Glen Iris. Where, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was back in the day. Yeah. See? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Glenn mm -hmm. Iris was the first line, and um, you were doing the Hawks cheerleaders hair, yeah. and then you were also styling celebrities hair. You were doing mm -hmm. a lot of things, and that's where I first met Malaysia. Yes, you know? yes, mm -hmm. yep, mm -hmm. yeah. yep. And then you got another salon, beautiful, bigger space in the heart of Midtown, um, mm -hmm. 
right off of West Peace Street. Street. Yeah. 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 And then what made you want to say, okay, I want to do hair. What was it that was like, This did you just love doing it as a kid or what was well, it? Well, the funny part is when I was a kid, I never wanted to do hair, never thought about it or anything. Mm -hmm. It was simply, I got on the wrong side of the road and went to prison. And I got out of prison and I was like, what am I going to do with my life? Mm -hmm. And um, a young lady who was doing my hair at the time, once I got out, I saw how quickly she, you know, she would take like the first 18 people. You come sign a book early mm -hmm. in the morning. Oh, wow. And, you know, if you didn't get on the list, she was not doing your hair. <laughs> and so every person that came, it was a minimum of $18. So it was like a shampoo and set at that time was eighteen dollars. Mm -hmm. Wow! So a minimum, she you were getting eighteen dollars. Yeah. So I was like, wow, this is mm. this looks like the next best thing to selling drugs. So <laughs> I want to try this out, you know. Yeah. So I decided to go to hair school. I met a girl named Cynthia, and she was in my class, mm -hmm. and she taught me everything I needed to know about mm -hmm. weave. And I tell people all the time, she had to be my guardian angel mm -hmm. because she got out of school. She became a paralegal. She did not even do hair. It was so wow. crazy. I was like, wow. But I built up my clientele before I even got out of school. Wow. So I went straight into a salon with a clientele. That's, that's how good a blessing. I was. She that's, had taught hmm. me a lot. That's amazing. Yeah, wow. That's crazy. a blessing. Yeah. So, now you say you went to prison. What you? What was that? I went to prison. I did two years, and oh my god, yeah, I knew this. Yeah, I went to prison. Wow. I did two years. I had just had my son, mm. and the crazy thing is, I went to prison. I got set up twice. One was from a girl that I thought was my friend. Mm. The first time it was my husband. That's the worst. Which was the worst mm -hmm. um it was a it was unbelievable mm. but you know when i went to court mm -hmm. they said um they sent his name blah 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 blah, blah to buy crack cocaine from me what mm -hmm. that was what was on my affidavit oh my goodness yeah. and you got caught up in that so i did two years and i always felt like he was the type he didn't want me to be out in the streets mm -hmm. because he was like really jealous, you know, that yeah. type of guy mm -hmm. and did not want me to be in the street. So I'm going to assume that's why he, you know, did that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was crazy. But yeah. he really didn't want you in the streets. Yeah. He was like, At I all. want you. What? His mom got my kids. Yeah. I was trying to get my family to, to you know, keep kid. my kids yeah. temporarily. And he wanted his mom to keep them. And so she ended up keeping them. So I didn't get the chance to see them while I was locked up. Mm. So it was hard, you know, but, you know, it taught me, it taught me a lesson, yeah. you know, get well, out of the streets. But the whole thing was I was looking for love in all the wrong places. My husband was 11 years older than I was. Mm. And so I was just trying to find love. Yes. And just got caught up doing the wrong things. Mm -hmm. So. Mm. Wow. Where, where do you feel like that um, getting caught up? Because I know a lot of women have been that girl where they've gotten caught up looking for love in all the wrong places. Where do you think that stemmed from? Do you feel like that was a childhood thing or do you feel like? I think, you know, as a kid, I was abused um, from different family members. And, you know, 
just trying to find love. You know, I felt like I was hurt by all the people who who are supposed to love you. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, once I, you know, got out, you know, I got a I went to foster care. Mm -hmm. um, I was shuffled from home to home. Like it was a really rough childhood, yeah. you know, and I ended up being on my own at 14. And I was just looking for love mm -hmm. in all the wrong places, yeah. just trying to be accepted, trying to find somebody. And that's how I found my husband. I ended up getting pregnant at 16, had my first baby at 17, got married at 18, had my next baby, mm. um, went to prison at 19. Like, wow. <laughs> it was a lot. And, oh you know, God. even though I went to prison and did all that, mm -hmm. I'm not mad. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not, even though my husband set me up, mm -hmm. I'm not mad at him. Yeah. You know, all these things that I did experience with the abuse from childhood and so forth. Mm. I feel like these were stepping stones in my life. They built character. They mm. made me who I am today. Yeah. And I'm pretty happy with who I am today. You've, you know, so unless say you have turned out amazing. Yeah. You know, um, people never see the scars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That people carry. I don't even think I knew that. Yeah. I mean, you know, because I tell people, don't let your past mm -hmm. dictate your future. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't ever want people to feel sorry for me yeah. and be like, oh, my God, you went through all this stuff. And and I feel sorry for you. No, don't feel sorry for me because mm -hmm. it, it is what it is, you know. Wow. And had I not went through some of the things that I went through, I probably would not be who I am today. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so I don't regret anything. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I still deal with it mentally mm -hmm. because sometimes I still feel like I'm not accepted in certain areas mm. or I don't hang with the, you know, the, all the popular people. Mm -hmm. I don't. Yeah. And I feel like, so those are some things that I still deal with, mm -hmm. you know, just being accepted, yeah. even though I am super successful. Mm -hmm. um, I try to take my success and just make it bigger to mm. in my mind to feel like oh you'll be accepted now that you're successful even more you know yeah so that those are things that i still battle with today wow. you know i haven't i tried to go to counseling that was gonna be my next question i tried yeah. and when i went to counseling i didn't feel a connection mm -hmm. i didn't feel like they were there for me. That's important. I felt like mm. it was a job for them. Mm. So it just didn't connect. Mm -hmm. um, I still feel like I could use counseling, mm -hmm. yeah. but it has to be the right chemistry, the right I'm, person. Mm. I'm with you because yeah. I struggled with that. I um, had started doing counseling last year and same thing. It was just it just wasn't a good fit. I was like, I didn't yeah. feel right. I didn't feel comfortable to tell the person the truth because in order to get yeah. help, you have to be honest, yeah. you know, and you have to put that mirror up to your face and be like, Ooh, this is what I, Oh, wow. And it causes you to really see a lot of things and unpack things that we as adults have literally suppressed for years. Yeah. And that little girl or that little boy inside of us never heals. And I had so many stipulations. I didn't want to go to a man, uh -huh. you know, <laughs> and even like if I go to a gynecologist, I don't want to go to a man. Mm -hmm. Like it's, Oh, it's yeah. so weird. Like, it's like, it has to be a woman mm -hmm. and they have to be able to connect, you know, like mentally, spiritually, mm -hmm. physically, yeah. like just. 
Absolutely. The whole total thing. And yeah. I just didn't get that. It's hard to find. Yeah. It really is. It really is. I've been blessed. Um, I've had my therapist on a few times, Dr. Delana Zimmerman. And um, she is like the auntie slash Ayanla Van Zandt who's going to give it to you real and raw. And I sometimes just like, did you just say that to me? What? But it's do, so real. Do you feel like if they didn't actually go through what you went through or some similar that mm -hmm. they can really tell you how to deal with it? Right. No, a lot of stuff is just clinical right. definition or answers but see Dr. Zlana she's been to prison she's been a oh, drug well addict oh yeah all the things you know and she's relapsed and cleaned herself back oh, up oh yeah yeah she's recovered completely so she's lived a life of pain and suffering and knows how to overcome all those things yeah so she's like she's someone who's been through some things that can be like hey I can help you get through. She's been married, been divorced. Oh, yeah. She's lived all the things. So Then yeah. I might can relate to her. Yeah, for I sure. think you would. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> she is amazing. She really is. Awesome. Um, do you feel like, because I hear a lot of the young girl in Gaucher that still, mm -hmm. we, we never lose that little girl inside oh, of us. Oh, yeah. We never do. And I've learned that in therapy. I'm like, oof. I didn't realize how broken this little girl was inside of me. Yeah. And we continue to try to mask. I know for me, masking success. Mm -hmm. um, men, mm -hmm. clothes, jewelry, whatever, whatever things may be that make me happy yeah. to um, just keep that little girl kind of pushed in the corner because mm -hmm. I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, do you feel like that has also had an impact on relationships? Oh, absolutely. Like moving forward, even after your husband? Absolutely. I feel like, you know, a lot of relationships that I were in, I maybe was not mature enough to even deal with the relationships. Mm. And I pretty much dealt with it or felt like my way, no way, or the highway. Fuck it, mm -hmm. um, I'm out, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that was all because I wasn't really mature enough to handle the relationships. Mm. Um, I've been in quite a few relationships and I feel like all of that stems from just the past, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so you recently got married. Mm -hmm. um, now you are married to a woman. Oh, yeah. What was it that made Gosh be like, I'm sick of these <laughs> Yeah, I, I say wanna... all the time. I tell all my friends, I feel so sorry for y'all. <laughs> like, y'all might as well just switch on over to the other side. You always <laughs> say that. <laughs> you always say that. I think, um, number one, I never really liked guys, you know, mm. I think that stemmed from just the sexual molestation that I went through as a kid. Mm. Um, I think really that was it. And then when I did experience guys, it wasn't like fulfilling. Mm. I felt like the sex hurt, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it hurt and can I say that? What? Uh, yeah. Okay. And I'll just condoms dry. Yeah. Oh, I can say that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it does, condoms affect women differently. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is a real thing. Okay. So, you know, I felt like the sex hurt. Mm -hmm. I felt like, and then when you had to have sex with dudes, you had to use a condom. Mm -hmm. The condoms would dry me out, mm -hmm. mess up my pH. I would, you know. <laughs> you need them lamb skin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I tried those too. Oh, it didn't work. But still, oh. like, they still just, I still would 
it would throw off my pH. Mm -hmm. So I still had to go to the doctor. Like I just, me, just wasn't it for me. <laughs> like I tried. And yeah. then I felt like guys, like it was too much, like the cheating, like it was just too much. It is. You know, and I always found myself attracted to women. Mm -hmm. I always thought they were so beautiful and I felt like connected. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just gave up. I was just like, I don't want a man anymore. I'm just going to stay with a woman now. Yeah. You know, I tried it a few times and I finally found someone that I felt like I really connected with. And my wife I is it. like, I'm really happy with her. You and are. Yeah. Oh she's super sweet. So supportive. She get on my nerves sometimes. I have this t-shirt that says, my wife makes me want to square up on her. So, <laughs> yeah, but I love her. For oh, yeah. oh, my goodness. Yeah. I love it. I went to your wedding in Vegas. Yeah. So much fun. We had a good time. Um, but I guess your wife was just so in love, like, that she couldn't even stand up, that she passed out. I know. That was the crazy. I told her she was scared. You know, this was her first relationship with what? a woman. So I what? guess maybe in her mind, she was like, oh, my God, what have I done? <laughs> That's probably why she passed she out. Was like, and we you were remember, taking a picture. Yes, and you remember I said, oh, it's too late now. You yep. already said I do. <laughs> the wedding was over, y'all. Gauthier and her wife and I were taking our solo pictures together. Yeah. And I feel her wife get a little heavy on my shoulder. I was like, okay, come on, we almost done. She's like, yeah, I just can't. I, I just can't. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, she's messed up. That was a mess. Like, I think she was nervous. I think, oh I don't know. God. I don't know. No, she was definitely nervous. It was a beautiful wedding, though. Yeah. So beautiful, intimate. I love how you guys did it. Yeah. Um, I definitely, if I get married, I definitely want it to be something intimate yeah. like that. It was just my close friends. Yeah. People I really talk to that yeah. I know I mean, love me. Because most of the time, you have weddings and you have all these people, half yeah. of them you haven't talked to in years, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then you just have this big thing. And it's just for, that's really for them. It is. And I'm not spending all yeah. the money for them. It doesn't make sense. Mm -mm, yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. yeah. I want to do something cute for my people. We haven't had fun. Probably yeah. get out of Atlanta, somewhere yeah. pretty, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, yeah. That'd be nice. I'll be excited when it happens. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. It's I said, be patient. It's I'm coming. Be, I've been patient. Yeah, he said a little bit longer. <laughs> How much longer, Lord? <laughs> he said, don't ask me no questions. He sure did. Mm -hmm. Listen, he will make you laugh when you try to make plans. I'd be like, Lord, so. When we doing this, I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, let's talk about what the switch was when you, because you career wise, mm -hmm. you decided, okay, I don't want to do here anymore. I'm gonna open up a restaurant. First of all, go shake and cook. Listen, you can cook. Like I remember, we would come to your condo before you moved into your other house. Mm -hmm. Before you moved to the other house, this is been elevated. Okay. But I remember we used to um, cook for us. I'm like, gosh, you can really cook. Yeah. What was it that, was it just like everybody telling you you could cook or you knew like, I could do this? So my mom has, or had nine sisters and brothers mm -hmm. and they all cooked. Wow. And then my dad's mom, she cooked. The crazy part is I never picked up on any of it. Really? I did not learn how to cook until I got married mm -hmm. the first time. And my husband, I, I remember cooking and I made Jiffy Mix. Now he was like a, a only child and his mom used to always cook for him. 
So when I came in the picture, I did not know how to cook. Mm -hmm. So I remember when we got married, I cooked and I made Jiffy Mix. I love Jiffy. Okay, well. I do. I'm from the country. He didn't like Jiffy Mix. He took that pan of cornbread and he threw it across the room. He said, if I wanted a fucking cake, I would ask for a cake. That's why I like it, because it's so <laughs> sweet. <laughs> so, girl, from that day, I learned how to cook. Like, for real, for real, I learned how to cook. Wow. I went down to my grandmother's house and she oh. started showing me how to cook. And I just started trying, trying. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I was 18. So I just started experimenting, wow. experimenting. Oh, my goodness. And uh, my grandmother worked at the country club. Mm -hmm. And I used to go to work with her and learn a little stuff here and there. And I just started cooking at home. I just started incorporating, you know, little things mm -hmm. and learning and learning until I finally got it right. I love that. Well, you got it right. But I tell people all the time, if you can read, you can cook. You got, I mean, instructions. You just yeah. got to figure out mm -hmm. what works for you. A little yeah. bit of this, a little less. Not a bit. I mean, it's yeah. easy. I love that. And all your recipes are your original recipes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So good. Mm -hmm. My go-to at Gaucher's Breakfast Bar are the salmon croquettes, the honey biscuit, cheese grits <laughs> with breakfast potatoes, and some orange juice. That's my favorite. I even get it Uber Eats to my house. I know, girl. I love it. It's so good. And then Thank at your you. tapas bar, I love the um, salmon chips. Mm -hmm. The lollipop lamb chops <laughs> with the jam, so good. Everything is Thank everything you. you do is amazing. Thank you. I work really hard on these things. Like yeah. I really have a passion. I realized that after doing hair that this is really my passion. This mm -hmm. is the first business I've ever had. I've had several businesses from clothing stores, hair salons. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like this is truly my passion, oh. and I feel really fulfilled. Field mm. with this. This is the first time I've ever felt fulfilled when wow. I opened the restaurant. At what age were you? Because sometimes people, especially younger generations, think everything has to happen right now, but they don't realize life is a journey and you're going to have things you fall in and out of love mm -hmm. with. At what point, what age were you when you decided this is the shift and then you saw, oh my God, I'm finally fulfilled? Oh, that was five years ago. Oh, wow. And yeah, so five years ago, like this didn't happen. And I, I see this happen all the time. Mm -hmm. You don't have a lot of people. I mean, it's becoming a little bit more common now that success is coming younger. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times people don't find success until their 40s, 50s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it was me late 30s for me. Yeah. When everything hit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like, it's just five years ago mm -hmm. that I realized that, oh, wow, this yeah. is this is it. Wow. And yeah. I remember you did have a clothing line. I remember you did. Mm -hmm. We would go to Miami and you were shopping for clothes mm -hmm. at the fashion. I do remember. Yeah. I forgot all about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So, guys, just understand, like, there's going to be different journeys. You're going to fall in and out of love with things. One year, one passion may be your thing. The next year may not, but don't lose hope because eventually you will find your niche and what you love to do. I love that, Gosha. Yeah, and I like to tell people that you should have more than one iron in the fire. Mm. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. That's it. Because this may not work. So continuously mm -hmm. making this work, this work, this work, you know. Right. Because, Absolutely. you know, like even when I had my hair salon in Alabama, mm -hmm. I had a clothing store. Yeah. You wow. know, I let that go because it became too much. It was next door. Now, <laughs> if I would have had the clothes in the store, in the right. salon, but it was so crazy, girl. I would be doing hair. Somebody would come on and buy something. I would have to stop on the air, uh -uh. go next door, <laughs> and, <laughs> and try to 
shop to show people, you know, yeah. what they needed or what they wanted or whatever. It was oh crazy. Oh my gosh, you was hustling. Yeah, I was, and it was crazy. I want to, I want to say this. I don't know if I can or not, but anyway, <laughs> I tell people that, you know, like sometimes you go to people for knowledge. You ask them to help you. Mm-hmm. And it, I remember it was this lady who lived in Atlanta. I lived in Alabama at the time. Mm-hmm. And I went to her and I asked her if she could help me with my clothing store because I did not know, you know, mm-hmm. what to do, where to buy the clothes or whatever. Yeah. And this lady told me that she could not help me. It was a conflict of interest. Now, I remind you, I'm in Alabama, Alabama and she was in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to forget this lady. And she had this boutique over oh here. Gosh like close to Lennox Mall. I don't know mm-hmm. if you ever heard of Signature Boutique back in the days. Mm-hmm. It was this lady named Wendy. I was so shocked. I used to shop with that lady all the time from Alabama. And I came up here Alabama, and asked her ma'am. to help me. And she was like, yeah, that's a conflict of interest for me. I was so shocked. But I just say that to say that, you know, sometimes you can seek help from, you ask people for help and mm-hmm. they don't want to help you because they feel like, your competition to them or you might do better than them or something. Mm -hmm. And I'm just happy that I'm not that type of person. And I feel like you can, I feel like God blesses you more Mm -hmm. when you're helping people, you know what I'm saying? And not having a closed fist. Like, Oh no, I can't, I Mm -hmm. can't help you Mm because you might, mm -mm, you might get a hit. Yeah. yeah, no, but there's enough room for everybody to eat. And when people understand that, mm-hmm. they won't be like that. But yeah, no, people are like, Mm-mm, you in, I don't want to be in competition with you. Because you know how you helped me with that video? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, sure, like, I step my game yes. up with the videos. Because I know that's a big part of your branding. Yeah. You know, that's important to know how to do that. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I'm like, I'm going to show you how to do it. Like, it's yeah. not a problem. Yeah. I do, I feel like a lot of people do that and I've always been that type of person. Like, if I can teach you something, I'm gonna teach you. If I can help you, I'm gonna help you. And what you do with it is on you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. I, I gotta keep doing mine. But once I yeah. spread your wings and I want you to soar, Absolutely. you know, do your thing. But um, that is so good. And that's why people are so blessed for sure. Um, I always say your living is in your giving. Mm-hmm. And people look at me and like, oh my God, how, why her? Like why? And I'm like, it's not me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's what God has like bestowed up on me, but also the fact that I'm not stingy with it. Right. Like you're you have, not. Yeah. You gotta be able. You have to be a giver. Um, it's always gonna come back. Yeah. You know, in ways you don't even expect. It may not come back in the way you gave it, but it's gonna come back. And you're like, oh wow, I didn't even, I didn't even expect that. Yeah. You know? wasn't even thinking about it. Yeah. 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 So that's you're a great a, giver too. Thank you. Yeah. You, you are give, too, though. You give all the time. <laughs> even when you're not even thinking about it. It's just, it's just yeah. in you. It's amazing. Thank you. No, but like, literally, that's, I think I've been like that since I was a kid. Like, mm. I think I got it from my dad, because my dad is always like, whatever you need, yeah, come on. Got you. With anybody. Like, mm-hmm. just the nicest person I ever knew. So um, I gravitated to the kindness and be like, generosity, let me just do this. And when I was growing up, my parents instilled in me um, tithing. It started with giving to God. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, like, I was like, okay, I'm gonna just do it because they told me to do it. Yeah. And I would do it. And I'm like, daddy, I did it. And then I got this, this came just like that. And I'm like, this tithing thing really works. And I was like, well, what if I tried that with other things? And it's yeah. like, literally it always comes back. Whatever you sow, it's gonna come back to you, but good or bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. whatever you saw, and it's gonna come back on you. That's so good. I used to be happy in church, passing around a little plate yeah. and put my little dollar in there yeah. back in the day when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, oh, 
Me too. I used to be so happy. Me too. I remember when I was broke, broke, I had moved to Atlanta and I was so embarrassed. I was making um, $600 every two weeks. Mm -hmm. And um, when I got paid, I so I'm like, cause I was used to making more money when I was living in DC yeah. and I came in, I wasn't making a lot of money. And I was like, all oh, I'm $60. I just felt embarrassed giving God $60. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that was the tenth, you know, yeah. just giving what you got. Yeah. And literally a friend of mine called me and he's like, Hey, he's like, God just told me to bless you. He's like, gave me like double what I had already, like what I was making. Yeah. So I was like, God, okay, you really being faithful. Like I see what you're doing, Lord. Yeah. But I used to like, I remember being so broke when I first moved to Atlanta. And I was like, I'm trying to stay faithful, but I could really use this extra $60. <laughs> True. Hello. <laughs> and I know like, some people feel like, you know, like when you're giving, mm -hmm. you know, like they tell you to give your offerings in church, but you don't have to always do it at, at church. church. Yeah, no. I yeah. give people money all the time. Same. Like I hear stories of mm -hmm. my, some of my employees struggling mm -hmm. can't pay their rent or this, that, and the third. Exactly. And I bless them with money that's what the all church the time. Doing. Yeah. Because they're doing the right thing. So I be feeling like, yeah, I don't have to be at church to mm -hmm. give. You know, I could just give to people. Mm -hmm. You know, I had asked my dad that one day. I was like, Dad, I was like, I got all this money. I was like, do I have to like give this to the church or what if there's like a foundation or if I want to like take um, needy families on a shopping spree mm -hmm. or if I want, can I, I allocate some of this money for different things? He's like, absolutely. absolutely. So I still send money to the church, but I also take some of that extra money and be like, hey, I want to give to this foundation. I want to help this person. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Um, because sometimes people think that that's the only way to give, yeah. you know, because yeah. I look at what my churches do and they do amazing things, but I was like, I can do that too. And mm -hmm. it's, I feel like it still serves the same purpose, mm -hmm. you know. I know my mom, she was like, She'd be calling me every now and then, like, uh, can you give a donation to the church? Yeah, but next Sunday she'll call me, can you give it? No. Right. Like, I'll give, I'll give, like, from my heart when I want to, mm -hmm. not because you want yeah, me, me to. Too. Yeah. Like, I don't like that. I don't like to do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I like to do it when I want to do it. Yeah. You right. know, like, when God put it on your heart. Yeah, not because mm -hmm. you feel like I should be giving my money to your church. Because no. it makes you look good. I don't even go to your church. Right. <laughs> that church is not feeding me. Yes. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, so, yeah. It's, that's just crazy. But yeah, I, I love giving to people and mm -hmm. being able to help. I love it. Yeah, and that's why you're so blessed. I yeah. tell people all the time. Yeah. I say, I've, like, I've had, had friends and even family members um, that want to figure out why they, like nothing's really moving. I'm like, you stingy. Yeah. <laughs> you got to, you know what I'm saying? You got to help people, bless people, be nice. Yeah. And they're like, okay, cuz. I'm like, I'm just saying. I was yeah. like, I'm trying to give you the blueprint here. Yeah, that's true. I'm trying to give you the blueprint. I am. Yeah. Um, let's talk about your kids. So you have. A daughter, a son that I know. Mm -hmm. Was it? Does it? Okay, how many kids are gonna get me? I don't know. I'm thinking grandkids. I'm like, yeah, because the grandkids <laughs> and got then and got big. Yes, a daughter and a son. Um, what was it like? Because I know you were taken. We was in prison when they were young. Yeah, really young. What was that like? Getting back with them after that was it tough? And what's that relationship so, like yeah, now? So yeah, so you know, um, once I got out of prison. I wanted to the his my uh, ex husband's mom was supposed to just give me the kids back when mm. I got out, but of course that didn't happen. Mm. She wanted uh, me to go to court, and you know that once you get out of prison, yeah. you gotta work, you gotta show some history, you mm -hmm. gotta have a stable life. Yeah, yeah. So I was really upset. So it took me probably 
three years after I got out to mm -hmm. be able to show that I was stable. Because, of course, remember I told you I had to go to school. Mm -hmm. I had to find me a place. And it took me about three years to go to court, get the kids back. It, it was real wow. challenging at that time. And I was super depressed about it because I had already been taken away from them. Mm -hmm. And then to get out and then have to show, you know, show my life that I'm capable and worthy yeah. of being in their life. Mm -hmm. It was a challenging process for me. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I got them back, uh, needless to say. And, you know, we've been through some times because even though he wasn't in my life, mm -hmm. I still had to raise them by myself. Mm -hmm. And so the things that I thought was right, mm -hmm. raising them was basically giving them everything, making sure we lived in the best places mm -hmm. and making sure they had the best clothes, went to the best schools, yeah. all that. I didn't find out till now that they're older that that wasn't important to them. That's a real thing. And it was very hurtful and disheartening mm -hmm. um, for them to tell me that mm -hmm. because I felt like I was doing everything right. To give them the best. But yeah. they felt like, you weren't at my games. You weren't this and you mm -hmm. weren't there. Well, it's a sacrifice. How could I be there if I, I was the only breadwinner? You right. know what I mean? I was the one who was taking care of everybody. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm. So, you know, they still hold that against me, you know, still mm -hmm. to this day. And I, it's very disheartening, you know. But I did the best that I knew how to do as a parent mm -hmm. with what I had been dealt with. You know? Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. And they're grown now. So my hope is that they realized mom was doing the best she could with what she knew to do. Oh, absolutely. You know, because yeah. that was something that I um, finally came to grips with with my parents. Mm -hmm. um, they were just doing what, and I think as adults, we end up learning that. Yeah. We're like, dang, like, because they, we see like, dang, they were really just doing the best they could yeah. with what they knew. Yeah. It's like a generational yeah. thing, you know? I mean, my parents didn't grow up saying, I love you and mm -hmm. all that. I didn't get all that nurturing and yeah. all that stuff. Like, mm. no. So it was, it, it's even hard to this day in relationships, mm -hmm. you know, saying I love you, like, I mean, you're ask not you used to that. Mm -hmm. It's like, how do you say it? It feels yeah. weird. Right. You know, it feels Even affection, does affection feel so, weird to you? It, you know, it used to, I'm learning, mm -hmm. I'm learning now yeah. to like it. Okay. Uh, but before, like, that was weird. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I can, I can imagine. Yeah. Didn't want to be touched. Right, yeah. yeah. No. For multiple reasons, I can right. totally understand that. Yeah. Um, you said you mentioned even like with your children after getting out of prison, having still having to prove yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like that's been like a, a thing that keeps coming up. I had to prove myself. I never felt worthy. Yeah. Um, I'm happy that you're finally to a place now where you feel that. You know, what I'm saying that fulfillment, that worthiness to know that like I do deserve this. Yeah, and I'm good. Yeah. you know. Yeah, that's good. And I hope that um, your kids, your kids, I love your kids, um, yeah. two amazing individuals. I hope that they see even with their own kids. You know, I know your daughter has um, children. I hope that she sees that she's doing the best that she can mm -hmm. and can at some point see herself in you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because right. that'll make that makes all the difference, yeah. you know, and yeah. that's all a mom really wants to yeah. hear. Like, I get it, mom. Yeah, you did the best you could. Yeah. But I do understand too, coming from a, um, a home where my both my parents worked. Um, one of the one of them at least tried to be there for everything, but my dad missed a lot because mm -hmm. he was always working like one or two yeah. jobs, at least two jobs yeah. at once. And um, 
as a kid, you do want that. You know, it's like, that, that didn't matter. And I would look at my friends that lived in the hood where all they had was family because they didn't have the other things. That's so crazy you said that, lived in the hood, because I remember my son saying, I got friends who live in the projects and they just as happy. Yep. You know what I'm saying? He said, they don't have nothing and they happy. And I was yeah. like, well, go your ass to the projects, kid. <laughs> shit. <laughs> shit. If that's what you want to do, I bet you be mad. Yeah, shit. I mean, he used to make me feel guilty all the time. Yeah. Like, it was so crazy. That's and still crazy. to this day, he still makes me feel guilty. Aww. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah, me yeah, too. I do, because you would hope at some point they'd be like. I know, because they like in you their grown. 30s and yeah. you still having, we still having these conversations. Yeah. He when might are you going to let me live? Right. <laughs> Mama got to have a life, too. Right. <laughs> when are you going to say, okay. I'm gonna let you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you have that. You did what you could. Yeah. So we gonna move forward. Like, right. I don't know. Yeah. No. I. I. I get it. As a child, who was on the opposite end, like same with the same thing. I would look at my friends in the hood and be like, or I would go hang with them, and I'd be like, dang, it's like a lot of love here, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but my it was love in my household too, but it was shown a different way making sure we had a nice roof over our head, making sure mm-hmm. we had a car, making sure we had clothes, yeah. um, all the things, vacations, you know what I'm saying, making sure we got a new wardrobe every season, yeah. like things that my friends in the hood probably didn't get, even know what that was yeah. like, you know? But it was something about just the love and the fun. They had they found ways to have fun in the hood. Mm-hmm. That's crazy he said that, because yeah. I used to say the same Girl, thing. used to make me sick with that conversation, <laughs> like, boy, shut up. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so what is next for Gaucher? Like, I know you have the restaurant. You um, just started um, franchising. Um, yes. That's crazy. Yeah. So, Girl, yeah. you're out of here. Yeah. How much is it, um, would it cost? You can get a small part figure if somebody's watching and wants to franchise. So if they wanted to franchise, we sell our franchises for 35000 Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so kind of like Chick-fil-A, because Chick-fil-A isn't that expensive either, but mm-hmm. you guys you do. You got to have this net worth mm-hmm. and all this money and, yeah. Mine's so not as do complicated that. as Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. because, you know, Chick-fil-A, you have to be, you know, Christian and all this stuff. Yeah, Chick-fil-A got some stipulations. <laughs> we love you, Chick-fil-A. We just want you to be passionate about it, okay? <laughs> I know that's right. Yeah, okay, that's but, but my thing, like, even with my fa- uh, franchise, I want you to be an owner-operator, not just someone who can buy the franchise mm-hmm. and get it open. Right. We want you to actually care about the product, the mm-hmm. brand, and care about the people. Yes. Yeah. Now, do your recipes go along with every um, franchise, or do they have their own menus? So we are going to make the recipes for them mm-hmm. and batch them. Yeah. Smart. We're going to have a co-packer, so they have to buy it from us. You smart. Yeah, That's I know. Big Boss Energy. And y'all are not getting <laughs> these recipes, okay? Uh, at all, because mm. we want to make sure that it's consistent yes. all the way through every brand. And that's what I love about your restaurants. Every time I go... Everything tastes like it tasted the last time yeah. or the first time I fell in love with yeah. it. It's like, oh, I can't wait to get back and eat that. And then it's like, because, you know, you go to some restaurants, yeah. you're like, oh, I can't wait to go get them lobster bites. And you go and that shit do not hit. You're or like, sometimes you can order, I can order something at a restaurant today. Mm-hmm. And then I turn around and say, oh, I'm going to get that again. Like another appetizer, the same sitting, yes. right? Yeah. And it come out and it don't even taste the same. I'd be like, what happened? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be weird. So I'm, yeah. I'm real big on consistency for mm-hmm. sure. 
That's yeah. good. So if you were to give any young woman or young man advice on entrepreneurship, because this mm -hmm. is what you, you are a serial entrepreneur, mm -hmm. a woman who has literally figured it out. Yeah. Have you, I know you did a book. What was your first book called? Uh, 10 Steps to Being a Boss. See, okay. 10 Steps to Being a Boss. Make yeah. sure you guys check that out. It'll probably give you everything she had to say yeah. in depth though. So yeah. make sure you go check that out. But yeah. if you could tell them something, what would you tell them so that they can know, okay, these are the things I need to do to even get started? Uh, number one, I would say be knowledgeable about whatever it is that you would like to do. Mm -hmm. um, be consistent, persistent, mm -hmm. and make sure that you are pushing out a quality product. Mm -hmm. You know, the product is very important. Mm -hmm. And just making sure that you understand that you're going to get some no's. Mm -hmm. You're not going to always get a yes. Might not be first, second, third, fourth, but don't give up. Yeah. Because it's not easy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you just have to continue to go. You got to have drive, got to have passion. Yeah. And because you be yeah. up early. Yeah. My, my work never stops. It don't. Never stops. No matter how big I get, yeah. it never stops. We can be on vacation and you be like, you like, go say, turn the phone yeah. off. I can't. I know. I can't. We're like, put the phone there. I can't. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. I try to have a work-life balance, but mm -hmm. I really don't know what that means. Yeah. I feel like when you are a entrepreneur, mm -hmm. it's just get it when I can. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. That's so. good. Hopefully you can find that balance soon. I hope so. I mean, <laughs> I'm not really looking for it, but I hope so. Yeah, right. I know that's right. I know that's right. That's good. Cause I know people want to know that. Like, what, I'm sure that's a question one oh, yeah. of the viewers would ask oh, you. Yeah. Um, when it comes to everything that you've been through in your life and we look at um, forgiveness, how have you been able to forgive the people that have done you wrong or have you not? Well, that deep breath, she said, <laughs> How, I mean, have you been able to do that or do you just like some things just need to be left unsaid and you know I I did approach um, only one person that did me wrong uh, as far as molestation I did approach mm -hmm. them I did tell them that hey what you did to me affected me and it has affected me my entire life um, still to this day mm -hmm. and they didn't say anything are you kidding me mm -mm. They didn't how old were you um that was probably about like when that had when they were doing that to you oh yeah i had to be about 12. see at that age you don't 12. even really know what's happening to you you don't just you know what i'm saying you don't mm -hmm. know and i've had people open up and say that um, they were molested by cousins or mm -hmm. uncles, aunts, oh, yeah. even women would, you know what I'm saying, um, vice versa, have done that. And mm -hmm. as a child, you don't know what's happening to yeah. you. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what's going on as your hormones and stuff start to kick in and you can feel certain things. You're like, okay, I think I kind of like that. But you don't understand why this person's doing that to you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a complete mind fuck. Mm -hmm. It literally is. Um, and he's probably thinking... Oh yeah, she doesn't, you know what I'm saying? She probably won't yeah. remember that or she's not going to say anything. And even when I told other family members, mm. they didn't believe me. No, they didn't believe me at all. 
So I, I, I always it. think about other kids mm -hmm. who are going through that today mm -hmm. and no one's listening. No one believes them, you know. Yeah. So it, it, it was hard. Mm -hmm. uh, even, even those people, you know, I've had to, who didn't believe me, yes. I've had to ask for forgiveness, mm. you know, for me for being mad at them. Yeah, because they could have stopped yeah. it. Yeah. If they had to believe yeah. you, yeah. They, they didn't believe it, you know. Mm. And so I just asked the Lord to, you know, help me get through it mm -hmm. and to forgive these people. Yeah. But um, I definitely don't forget. You no, know. it's hard to forget. Yeah, yeah. don't forget for oh. sure. I mean, and, and that affected me through my kids because mm -hmm. it was like I didn't let my kids go to people's house, mm -hmm. spend the night who had men at their houses. Yeah. And my kids, they never understood it. Mm -hmm. My mom was the same way. She yeah, they, not they, nobody else. Yeah. They didn't come here. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. how I was. Mm -hmm. Like they, my daughter used to be mad at me all the time because mm -hmm. I would not let her go to people's house wow. to spend the night. Yeah. yeah, they didn't get it, but you were protecting them. But I told her at some point, mm -hmm. you know, when she got older, why I did that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So oh, yeah. some of you... those people, she still hasn't forgiven, mm -hmm. you know. But oh, yeah. we were just talking about it the other day. She was like, oh, I'm still mad. And I was like, how can you still be mad when I'm, you know, you like, I've already forgiven yeah. them. So why are you still mad? Right. It don't have anything to do with you. Mm -hmm. But it's just like. She's the, like, still. Yeah. It's like that situation when, like. You, say for instance, you're in a relationship and that person does you wrong. Yeah. You can get over, but we can't. Yeah. You know, so. And that's why I tell people all the time be careful what you tell your parents mm -hmm. about your relationships yes. and your friends because certain things they do not forgive mm -hmm. and they forget. Don't. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. yeah. So you have to be careful in mm -hmm. the, the, the information that you share yeah. when someone's not doing you right. Yeah, that is so true. Mm -hmm. That is so true. Mm -hmm. But for anyone out there who is feeling it, weird about anything or I don't know if there's any young girls that watch I mean I know there's young girls that watch this show but that may be going through something like that please speak up please say something because those people need to be stopped yeah. and um I pray that you have someone in your family that listens to you because I can't imagine growing up and like and then getting to the point where you confront the person and they just they Still have nothing say to say nothing Ugh. I can't imagine, but you have like literally turned out to be such a, I mean, I, they probably watching like, dang, yeah. God had his hand on her because oh, yeah. look at her. And I think about that all the time when I think about my journey Yeah. and I, I look and I'd be like, God, God, like he continuously blesses me. Mm -hmm. And I said, I think he'd be like, I'm going to do this for you because you've been through this and yes. you know, you had this rough life. I got you. Like, mm -hmm. I really be believing that in my mind. Gosh, hey, me too. Like, no, I believe that when I hear people's stories and then I see how God has blessed them, I really do feel like he's, it's almost like a, um, a you know what I'm saying? Like a, I got you. Like, mm -hmm. just know that I, I, I know what you went through. Yeah. But I don't know why it had to happen. I can't yeah. explain that part. Yeah. But I've seen when I hear people's stories, I'm like, oh, my God, you went through that. Mm -hmm. And then I see how God has like blessed them tremendously. Oh, yeah, yeah I've, I've thought the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I think that all the time. I'd be like, God, be like, yeah, you had, you had enough, baby. Yeah. Let me help Ooh. you out. <laughs> Ooh, that's it. You had enough, Yeah, Because I'd be like, he say, if you tell somebody this happened to you and this happened, they would not believe that you went through so much stuff. No. And you're still here today. Still standing. And you're still positive and you're still striving. Mm -hmm. Like, 
Yeah, nobody would believe. Like if I ever like mm. literally told every single thing that mm. happened to me, mm. nobody would believe it. Yeah. Like this one person could not have experienced this much, much stuff. Yeah. Period. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm just, I want to say I'm proud of you. Yeah, I'm is. proud of the woman that you become. I'm proud that you did not let all the mm-hmm. odds that were stacked up against you prevail. Oh, yeah, for sure. And um, I'm just so proud of you. Oh, and thank, thank you, you for coming. Because oh, I know somebody's going to be blessed from this conversation. Oh, yeah. um, we touched on a lot of things. But I just wanted to say thank you. And I'm oh, so proud of you. you. Thank you. I'm yeah. so happy to have been here. Yes. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I love it. So this is my favorite part. This is where the listeners write in, ask us a question, tell us their little scenario, whatever they're going through, and we give them advice. Ooh, All right, okay. so it's positive outcomes. This letter is from Melody. She says, hi, Crystal, my name is Melody. I'm from North Carolina. I absolutely love and adore you. I'm so proud of you, and just know I'm a diehard Fatima fan, but an even more Crystal fan. I can relate so much to you in the stories that you share on your podcast. I'm a single mother of four adult children, I was once married in high school to my high school sweetheart. We went our separate ways after 16 years of marriage. I'm educated, well-rounded, and I love God. After divorce, I started to learn to focus a lot on myself and rededicate my life to Christ. I've always prided myself on trying to do the right things, set good examples, show people grace, but it seems as if I'm always overlooked. I felt that before, Melody. Since my ex-husband and I had one situationship that led nowhere, simply loving a man who was not capable of loving me back, and most recently I was overlooked for a promotion that I know darn well I deserved. My feelings was really hurt more so because my supervisor, who I love dearly, rooted for another person and bragged to me about it. How do I continue to walk in grace when I literally feel like doing the right thing gets me nowhere but overlooked? Whew, the encourager needs encouraging melody. Ooh, Aww. the encourager needs encouraging. Oh my God, I feel your pain, melody. Um, I think we both have been here at some point mm-hmm. in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not been married before melody, but I can say that um, I know what it's like to feel overlooked. Um, just speaking from my career, I was overlooked for 10 years, like literally for 10 years, um, knowing that I had something that I could do it. I knew I could do it. I knew I could be an amazing actor, but nobody believed in me except for me. And um, for those years, I literally continued to encourage myself mm-hmm. and kept kept encouraging myself and saying, hey, Crystal, this is what you really want to do. You just got to keep pushing, sweetie. Um, but for you, know that your fate is not in the hands of your supervisor. Mm-hmm. It is not in the hands of men who are overlooking you. Um, because I too have felt that too, where like for the past few years, I felt like I was overlooked by men. Me and my girls, we would go out and I'm like, nobody approaches me. Like nobody says anything. I'm like, goodness, like I just want to date. Like it was hard to even find men that would approach me today because I wasn't going up to no man be like, what's up? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wasn't doing that. But um, I definitely understand how hard it is. I would say that you need to continue to pour into Melody pour into Melody and don't look for that from anybody else. Cause you know, I feel like sometimes we're looking for everybody else to pour into us when we have to take time to pour into ourselves. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I would say. What would you tell her, Goshe? I would say pretty much ditto, Mm -hmm. same thing. Mm -hmm. And I would say to not give up on yourself. Mm -hmm. 
And as far as the job part, I would not be upset because someone else got the promotion. I would continue to work, you know, on bettering myself as far as my career. I would talk to my supervisor about it and I would see if, if there's other opportunities on the table and not only other opportunities, I would start seeking elsewhere mm -hmm. for other opportunities that I know I'm worthy of, mm, for sure. I love that, that's mm -hmm. good, that's good. Melody, I hope this advice hits you home and like you receive it and I hope it helps, okay? Mm -hmm. All right, Gaucher, um, we're gonna do what I'm going through and what I'm growing through. Mm -hmm. So you watch the podcast, so you mm -hmm. know how this goes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, as it pertains to this episode, I always like to tie it into what we talked about. Um, I am going through, um, I'm going through trying to figure out when it's okay to let go and when you should hold on, you know, and that's with relationships, um, that's with friendships, that's with family, all across the board. Um, even in careers, you like trying to find time, okay, is this still serving me? Um, working on that, because um, I have a heart, you know, like I always want to be like, I just want to, uh, I want to, you know what I'm saying? I always yeah. want the best for people. I want it to work out. Um, and sometimes I hold on too long, but I'm working on that. And then what I'm growing through, I am, I'm always growing through trying to not be in control of everything. I think, I feel like I say that all the time, but it is something I really am growing you through. You took my words, like, that's it, that's it. Don't even ask me Twin. the questions. <laughs> Twinning them. Okay, yeah. it's perfect. So I feel like I am going through a time in my life where I'm realizing people, things that are you know, right for me, mm -hmm. um, the right people in my life. And I am growing through just trying to being able to delegate, mm -hmm. being able to sit back and let my team career-wise take the wheel. Yeah. And so just being able to give up some of that control is very hard for me. Cause it's your baby. And I know that in order to go to the next level of where I want to be, mm -hmm. I cannot always yeah, be. Right. <laughs> Cause me, I'm like, yes, yeah. I cannot be in control like that. Yeah. So that's what I'm growing mm -hmm. through. Oh, uh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. And that's just understanding myself better, my brands, my products, you know, mm -hmm. I have retail products. So mm -hmm. just understanding how this is, how I'm going to be making money in my sleep. Hey. Um, and not just continuously running, running, yeah. running myself, you know. Now, you, can you tell us what products? I want people to know if you can oh, tell. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So my products, I have grits, pancakes, hot sauce, seasonings, Ooh. all of these are coming out oh my um, goodness within the next month i feel like so. cooking with chris and go shay coming on book too you know and she got a yes, cookbook yes okay yes. so we need to do another lifestyle episode yeah. cooking with chris 
have go shade covering the kitchen. Oh, We're yeah, going to use your so. products. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, use your products because yes. I love me some pancakes and I love oh, me yeah. some grits. Yeah. And I love, um, I like hot sauce on my fried catfish. So, yeah, we can do all the yeah. things. We got to yeah. do that. That'd yeah. be amazing. That'd so, be yeah, cool. be on the lookout for that. Yeah. And then the last thing we do is keep it blank, sweetie. And um, I'm going to tell the people this week to hmm, keep it ambitious, sweetie. I think what I'm taking from you today is mm -hmm. ambition and drive. Yeah. So I would tell you, all my entrepreneurs out there, everybody out there, keep it ambitious. Mm -hmm. hmm. okay. What about you? you got to keep it? say, keep it positive. I know that's right. <laughs> Keep it positive, Keep it positive. No negativity, baby. Period. Keep it positive. We thrive off of positivity. Sure. Um, that's why I love you. Because mm -hmm. you be like, mm -mm, ah, mm, no, nope. mm -hmm. you don't play that. You be like, positivity. Positive energy, for sure. I love it. I love yeah. it. Go Shay, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you coming. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to write into our Positive Outcomes listener letter, you can write into keepitpositivesweetie at gmail.com. And that's sweetie with an I-E. And you can follow me on all platforms at love, L-U-V, Crystal Renee. Go Shay, tell them where they can find you. You can find me at GoShaysBreakfastBar.com, GoShaysTapasBar.com, and all social media, Shay Hawkins. Yes, that's it. Make sure you guys check her restaurants out. She has um, two... You have two Gaucher's breakfast bars, one in uh -huh. and, then um, a and a Tapas bar. And a so and a food truck. So you have no reason not to get it because <laughs> she has you covered on all fronts. All right, make sure you check it out. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Everything on the menu is good. Like there's not one thing. I'm, y'all know I'm playing about my food. So make sure you guys go to check it out. In the meantime, you know what to do. Keep it positive, sweetie. And keep it going. That's right. Bye, y'all. <laughs>